Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am your host, Elizabeth Benton Thompson. If you want to create change in any area of your life, you're in the right place. Together, we'll explore the strategies and tools I've used to lose over 100 pounds, pay off $130,000 in debt, and become a multiple seven-figure business owner. I've supported more than 3,000 women to levels of execution and fulfillment they didn't know were possible. Together, we'll break your past patterns and eliminate the appeal of your excuses so you can get consistent, stay consistent, create the results you want, and enjoy the journey. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. Really looking forward to talking with you today about something that we can all implement. And in doing so, it's going to make our lives so much easier. And probably, if we do this consistently, and we do it right, really accelerate our progress towards our goals. And it just made me think. So there's two months left in 2021. So in two months, as of the date that this airs, it's going to be 2022. I would love to know what you hope to achieve before the last day of 2021. Like, I'm genuinely curious, what are some of your goals? This came up on uh, a Q&A that I recorded. It aired a while back. But <clears throat> somebody asked what some of my goals were. And now as I think about it in terms of before, the deadline being December 31st, 2021, I really want to have a draft of my third book in a like completed draft phase. I had initially hoped to finish the entire book by the end of the year, but just, you know, adjusting to Roman's schedule and my ability to, to work and be a full-time mom is just, it's going to be a little bit later than that, but I want to have a really solid full draft done before the end of the year, I would love to be pregnant before the end of the year. And I share that as a goal because there is a lot that I can con control in that. There's a lot that I can't control, but that's the way it is with every goal. And I, I share that as an example because it's important to understand that even when there are pieces we don't control, it's okay to set a goal knowing that there's a lot that you do control. So those are the two big ones that come to mind I'm sure there are some others. You know what I really want to do? I don't know if it'll be before the end of the year, though, so I won't call this a goal. I want to create a course for the implementation of Chasing Cupcakes. What do you guys think about that? That might be the first time that I've shared that on the podcast, unless it's come up in a Q&A between when I'm recording this and when it airs. What do you guys think about that? Because I know so many people love the book, but what would you think about a course that takes you through implementing the strategies and tools in that book? Anyway, let's get to, let's get to today's topic. Back in episode 900 of the podcast, it's a Q&A episode, somebody asked me a question that inspired this episode. This person said, essentially, they want to know how to make hard choices. This is quote, a quote from part of the question. How do you eat well when you're tired? How can you eat healthy when it's so convenient not to? 
She said, on days where you don't get enough sleep, how do you manage eating healthy? It sounds ridiculous as I type this, but I struggle when I work 13 hours and then I come home and work another three. I'm just exhausted, so I eat convenience food. I think we can all relate to that. I mean, it was my story for most of my life, especially as an adult in my early adult years. I would work a long, stressful day, and then I wanted an escape from things, or the last thing I wanted to do was cook a healthy meal. And those are the days when I would order pizza or get Mexican food to go because it was my easy choice. Since then, I have really shifted my perspective on the notion of convenience, and I want to share it with you, and I want to break it down and talk about how we can apply it in different areas of our lives. So the perspective shift is, I now know that things are as convenient as I make them. Nothing is inherently convenient or inconvenient. We create convenience one way or another. So for a lot of my life, it was very convenient to eat crap, and it was inconvenient, comparatively speaking, to make healthy choices because I would have had to prepare a meal if I wanted to make a healthy choice versus going through a drive-thru, if I wanted to make a choice that was less healthy. Convenience is created. If something is convenient, it's because we haven't made it inconvenient. Or if something is inconvenient, it's because we haven't done all we can do to make it convenient. Let me apply this to, to the question, right? She said, long day, she just ends up making the convenient choice, which in her case right now is unhealthy items. If it's convenient to make unhealthy food choices, you get to make it convenient to make healthy choices or make it inconvenient to make unhealthy choices. One of the things that I will often do, for better or for worse, I'm not saying this is a good strategy, this is just something that's worked for me. If I know that I have to uh, go pick up like milk at the grocery store, right? I don't drink milk. My husband drinks milk. If I'm feeling a little tempted that day or a lot tempted that day, I will bring exactly as much money as I need for milk. Now, I don't necessarily mean like $4.19, but I'm going to bring a five. I'm not going to bring my debit cards or my credit cards into the store. They'll be in the car. I'm going to bring a $5 bill. Now, if it was like I'm going to pick up stuff for dinner. Again, on those days, because there have been so many times in my life when I go for the milk or the spinach, because I'm out of spinach for my shakes or whatever, and then I come out with cookies or I come out with ice cream. On those days, there are days where I don't feel that way, but on those days, I will go in with just the cash I need for the stuff that I'm getting. I'm making it inconvenient for me. With that choice, I'm making it inconvenient to buy cookies, to buy ice cream. And guys, this is not just a food thing. The question that came in was a food thing, so we're starting with those examples. But I'm going to talk about how we can apply this with regards to money, with regards to fitness. In fact, when, just when I said money, I thought about something I've heard Dave Ramsey say. Dave Ramsey, financial guru, financial author, radio show, all that. He talks about putting your credit cards in ice. Not on ice, in ice. Like freeze them in a block of ice if you feel like you can't cut them up. I mean, he always gives that advice. If you're trying to get out of debt, cut up your credit cards. Now, obviously, there's the discussion of points, blah, 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 to which he says, so then freeze them. Now, 
if you're like me, one of the things I did over the COVID pandemic was I memorized my credit card number. I had never done that. <laughs> I think it was just like from frequency of use. And of course, we can save it on Amazon and that sort of things. But there are things we can do to make that inconvenient spending. You cannot save your credit cards, right? That's one way to do it. Do not save into Amazon your credit cards or into any store, and make yourself go get your wallet, pull out your card. When I have to do that, I'm more likely to spend. I've made it inconvenient to spend, right? Everything is convenient or inconvenient because we have made it so or we haven't made it otherwise. Maybe you haven't intentionally made it convenient to eat crappy foods, but you haven't made it convenient to not eat crappy foods, right? You haven't made it inconvenient to overeat or overindulge. So I think what I shared in this episode, and I don't remember it was a while back, but I think what I shared was a couple of things that I've done because her question was specific to food to help with that. So one of them is I don't keep junk in my house. Like if I want to indulge, I'm going to have to go get it. And it's exceptionally inconvenient with an infant to run to the grocery store for ice cream, right? So I don't, I don't keep it in my house. And a lot of people will say, well, but my husband likes to do this, that, and the other thing. My husband can bring anything into the house, right? But he also respects that certain things I would prefer not to be here. And so generally they're not. And that might not be your situation, but that is something that we do in my house just to make it a little more inconvenient to overindulge. For a while there, uh, after Roman was born, I was using a food delivery service. And I've, I've talked about this on the podcast. If you've got questions about it, let me know. It's also up on my blog. But I would order foods in bulk as well as packaged meals, kind of traditional thing. But I would make sure that there was always pre-cooked steak, pre-cooked chicken, pre-cooked salmon, um, broccoli, let's see, spaghetti squash, sweet potatoes. And that way... When I opened up the fridge looking for something, those were my options. And yes, it was expensive, but here's the deal. It is super expensive to be unhealthy. It is way more expensive to be unhealthy, and I would say way more expensive to be unhappy. So that was something that I did to make it convenient to eat well. Convenience is created. Convenience is created. It doesn't matter if we're talking about food, workouts, financial habits, keeping up with our homes and the chores around the house, or our careers. Convenience is something that you created. So I want you to hear that. If it is convenient for you to eat unhealthy foods, you have created that convenience and you can change it. You can make it inconvenient. You can make it convenient to eat really well. And that is a convenience that you create. We can make anything more or less convenient right? I choose to find ways to make it as convenient as possible to get my work done. Part of that is unsubscribing from emails that distract me, whether that's a sale email at, you know, my favorite store. It doesn't matter. That is just one small thing that I do to eliminate distractions. I make my to-do list for work in the evening for the next day and 
in addition to making the list, I put it in priority order that I'm going to start. So like the most important thing, that's what I do first. So that when I wake up the next day, I'm not hemming and hawing, what do I need to do today? Or looking at the things I know I need to do and going, where do I want to start? I make it convenient to roll right into my day. I make it convenient to be productive. I don't have a TV in my bedroom because I want to make it inconvenient to stay up you know, late and, and watch movies. This was a really conscious decision because I thought about putting a TV in my room largely because I wake up to feed the baby, the baby's in the nursery, and then I come back in and I often can't go back to sleep. And so I was like, well, you know, I could, I could watch a show and then, you know, I would have more time during the day because maybe I wouldn't have to watch the show at night, but I could watch it at four in the morning. Yeah, that's a bad idea. If I have a TV in my room, there actually is a TV, but it's not hooked up to anything. If I have cable in my room, then I'm making it convenient to stay up too late, to watch too much TV, to not get enough sleep. So I want to make it inconvenient. I'd have to go downstairs in the middle of the night. Like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to do that, right? I've talked about this on the, on the episodes before. Uh, I keep my kettlebells and my rogue box in my living room. And that might not be your thing, and that's okay. But that's something that I do to make it convenient to move my body, It's often not what I would consider a full workout. I might do 10 kettlebell deadlifts, like just randomly, and that's it. And that's okay. But I want to make it really convenient to move, and I want to make it a little more inconvenient to sit on my butt all day. I've talked on the show so many times about my car. Like I, I so want to be somebody that has a very neat and organized car, and I'm not currently that person. However... I've made it more convenient to tidy my car by just always keeping a box of trash bags in the back of the car, right? I just always have that so it's not like, oh, I got to remember to bring it. No, Mm -mm, it's just always right there. Little things like that. I have my protein smoothie every single day, my green protein smoothie, because it makes it more convenient to make good choices because I don't have to think about it. I don't have to be like, oh, what do I want to have for breakfast today? And if for some reason I'm not feeling breakfast, then it's, then it's lunch. But that's something that I do to make it more convenient. I know the things I need for that, and I always keep them on hand. It's never one of those things where, oh, I realize it's been a few days and I don't have X, Y, Z. No, I know that I need my unsweetened almond milk and my spinach and my frozen cauliflower rice and my plant protein and my probiotics. Like Those things are always on hand, and I have backups on backups. One of the things that we started doing gosh, I want to say like six or seven months ago now, Thursday, family dinner night, no matter what. For both Chris and I, it is a huge priority to have family you know, be close and to spend time with family. But prior to implementing this, it was just super inconvenient to try to coordinate because typically it's me and Chris and Roman my mom, her husband, and then Chris's dad and his mom when she's around because she's currently living a little bit away. So we just know that every single Thursday, that's what we're doing. Before that, that's where I was, I kind of cut myself off there in my thought, got distracted. It was super inconvenient to try to wrangle everybody's schedules. And so it wasn't happening very often. Or if it was happening, it was, it was sort of like, oh, well, Chris can't tonight, but I can. Or, you know, my mom's around, but Chris's dad isn't around. Now we just have this set thing, Thursdays family dinner on Thursday. And we've made it so much more convenient because everybody knows, hey, if you're around, Thursday night is family dinner. 
it's made it so much more convenient for us to live by that priority because that's just the way it goes. And sometimes people aren't around, but the people who are around, they do family dinner on Thursday. So this is the way I want you to think about this. What do you wish was more convenient? And I want you, as we often do, to think about multiple areas of your life. You're going to probably have one thing that you think of first. Food, fitness, chores, whatever. I want you to think beyond that. And you can also think about it in terms of what do you wish was a little more inconvenient? What do you wish was a little more inconvenient? Maybe that's spending money. I wish it wasn't just one click to rack up all these charges. Maybe you wish it was inconvenient to grab a handful of XYZ snack every time you go into the kitchen. And when we brainstorm this, what do I wish was a little more convenient? What do I wish was inconvenient? We can come up with some ideas. And here's the thing about ideas. You don't have to be super certain that it's the right idea, the best idea, or even that it's going to work. You're just going to try it. So something that when I was pregnant, I struggled with because I just wasn't, um, I wasn't working as much. I was more tired, was watching too much TV. So the first thing I tried, I wasn't sure if it was going to work, but I knew I needed to make it a little more inconvenient to just watch a million episodes. So one of the things I tried was getting rid of my Netflix uh, subscription. And that helped. At times, I've given myself a curfew, like like a TV goes off at this time if I felt like I was either watching too much TV or I was staying up too late, things like that. I've also... Uh, set standards for myself with spending money when I felt like I was just a little a little spendy. And I did this around COVID uh, was that I had to read, I think it was 15 pages before I could buy anything online because I was buying a lot of things online. And so I wasn't telling myself no, I was just making it a little less convenient because I had that barrier of like, look, I can buy whatever I want, but I want to invest in myself first before I invest in stuff. So that was something that I could do to make it a little less convenient. Maybe it's time for you to just stop buying junk. And here's the deal for for people with families out there. And I feel very strongly about this. And I will say it is just my opinion. It is not a problem if you don't agree. All right? It is not a problem if you don't agree because you can do your family the way you want to do your family. It doesn't make you wrong and me right or me right and you wrong. Your kids don't need it. In fact, One of the worst things that you can do is make that a normal thing, sugar or whatever treats are are getting in your way. One of the worst things that we can do for our kids is teach them that that's like normal stuff because it's not. It's not. Well, and, and, you know, I guess I should think about the word normal there. There's a quote that comes to mind that says, perhaps our normal has become so normal, has become so abnormal And I think that that's what's happened with food. Our normal has become very, very abnormal. It is subnormal. It is unhealthy. What is considered normal in most households is unhealthy. So think about, even if you get some pushback, realize that there's a lot of things you do as a parent that you get pushback on, right? But you do it because it's the best thing for your family. So maybe, maybe that's something that you think about, making it a little more inconvenient 
to indulge or overindulge based on what you decide to have in the house and what you decide not to have in the house. Or maybe you just start food prepping, meal prepping, making sure that you always have some, some good healthy protein options and you, lo- you always have some vegetables that are ready to go. Maybe you create a menu. Even if you start with just three days a week, I'm planning out healthy meals and I've got my ingredients. You don't have to go from like zero to seven nights a week. But convenience is created. So you're going to ask yourself, what do I wish was more convenient or what do I need to be less convenient? And then what ideas do I have? And a great way, if you think, I have no idea, go over to the Primal Potential Facebook group. It is an incredible community and say, hey, what ideas do you guys have for this thing that I'm working on? I either want it to be less convenient or more convenient, and I'm not really coming up with ideas. What do you guys think? I guarantee you that people will give you some really great ideas that will get you, get you going. doesn't mean you have to choose any of them, but don't let I'm not sure, I don't know how stand in your way. Convenience is created. We can make working out more convenient. We can make sitting on our couch for four hours at night less convenient. Right? Same thing with food. Same thing with spending money. What can you do to make it more or less convenient? Maybe you need to get an app for tracking your expenses because you want to make it more convenient to stick to your budget. Maybe it's as simple as getting an accountability partner or doing something like we did with uh, Thursday family dinners in a different way. For example... Chris goes to the gym on Monday, Tuesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And the reason, I paused, I was trying to remember what it was. The reason that he does that is because it makes it more convenient when he knows and I know what the plan is. So it's no longer like, hey, does it work for you to, for me to go on this night? Or geez, when this week am I going to be able to do it? Like I know and he knows this is the plan. So I know that I'm going to have Roman solo later in that evening and he knows when he's planning his work day that that's the story. Do sometimes things come up? Sure. But he's made it more convenient by being really specific. So whatever it is that feels hard, understand that convenience is something you can create. You can modify it right now. And what you're struggling with that seems so easy to choose, you can make that less convenient. And whatever it is that you want to choose, you can make that more convenient. And I would love, I know we talked at the start of the show, like what are some of your goals? Some of the things that you want to really be sure to do before the end of 2021 and then apply this to that, right? Apply this thinking of like, okay, the things I need to do to achieve my goal, how can I make them more convenient? The things that could get in my way with regards to this goal I can make them less convenient in these ways. Convenience is created in whatever it is that we are struggling with. We have the ability to make it easier by making the things we need to do more convenient and the things we want to do less, less convenient. Talk to you soon. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you enjoyed it, make sure to take a few seconds to leave a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening. It not only supports the show in a huge way, but it also automatically enters you into our weekly product giveaway. For more tools, tips, and strategies on creating change, check out my first book, Chasing Cupcakes, and follow me on Instagram at Elizabeth Benton. Remember, every choice is a chance, and I'll see you next time.